thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet number 20. A woman's face with nature's own hand painted, hast thou, the master mistress of my passion, a woman's gentle heart but not acquainted with with shifting change as is false woman's fashion, an eye more bright than theirs, less false in rolling, guiding the object whereupon it gazeth, a man in hue or hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes and women's souls amazeth. And for a woman wert thou first created? Till nature, as she wrought thee, fell a doting, and by addition me of thee defeated, by adding one thing to my purpose nothing. But since she pricked thee out of... But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love, and thy love's use their treasure. I almost got all the way through that one then, didn't I? Um, That was sonnet number 20 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I'm joined by um, Thierry Hellis. I'm going to do your whole bit for you. I'm joined by Thierry, and he's not allowed to speak. Uh, (laughs) That that was sonnet 20. Um, This does appear to be the sonnet that, that has sparked as i was talking the last podcast all of the shakespeare might be gay allegations seem to come from this sonnet so i'm going to pass over to Thierry, um so he can explain that to you (laughs) oh you just said i'm not allowed to talk but (laughs) you can talk now i i I unbind you we have uh well if if we do get a bit more technical with this one we have in every line we have the letters um h-e-w-n-s and and sometimes we have the word hue which, which obviously today would be spelled h-u-e Yes. But there is a quarto version from uh, 1609 where Shakespeare spelled it as H-E-W. So what's the quarto version first? Say again? What's what You you said there was a quarto version? I can't say There's that word. There's a 1609 version. Yes. So the court, the, Basically the quarto. They call it the quarto version. So the early, early writings or the early, early recorded uh, replications of the sonnet. Where he basically, yeah, where he spelled H E W, which you were saying it's a term for something with gayness. It, it, yeah, I was, I was doing some reading. Um, a hue was a servant. A H U E was a servant. Um, but the original word for it, H E W E, um, so so it was, it's a, it's a male servant. It's referring to, and it leads into this suggestive. Um, suggestive ideas about other men i think is where it kind of links into the homoeroticism of the of the sonnet which is it's quite interesting so this one this one i i mean i read it now and i'm not seeing a huge amount of of of, of gayness <laughs> it's extruding extruding that's not even a word but emanating from from the sonnet but people do see it i guess well he, he, he's basically describing a man by giving him women's attributes yeah, and from the start, it's a woman's heart. face. The master yeah. mistress of my passion. Uh, shifting change. An, an eye more bright than theirs, less false in rolling, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. It, it, maybe not openly saying I want to do. It, it does have. But it does have the line: "A man in hue, a man in hue or hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes and women's souls, amazeth." 
So it, it forces men to look at him. He forces men to Basically. look at him through his beauty. Which and if, then it goes on are... to say, and for a woman... Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if, if you're a writer writing that, that's almost an admission that you have been looking at him in, in a certain way, I guess. Basically, if, if we do treat this as a real-life character, and Shakespeare yeah. is actually talking to a real person... Then, then yes, he is. But well, then we, we we have already established that Shakespeare has been looking at him and going, "Oh my, you you are really, really beautiful." Yeah, yeah. And, and, even, and this... even though up until this point he's been trying to convince him to have children rather than going, "If you don't want kids, maybe date me." Yeah, come around to my house. Come, come to my bed. Uh, but, but this, I mean, this isn't even. I suppose this isn't an admission of wanting to do physical things with him. I'm trying to keep the explicit tag off. It's not going to work in this, is it? Um, but it, it's an admission that he's at least, I suppose, considered it, maybe? Or or fleetingly the thought has passed his mind as, as this young chap walks by. He's gone, ooh, um, I guess would be the modern... Whistling word. down the street. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I think that's quite interesting. Um, but see, I... I yeah, sorry, I'm I'm kind of stumbling over my words because I I'm I'm more ideas keep popping into my head as I as I'm talking, which isn't good. But there is it's it's quite an interesting thing that he 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 seems to defend himself almost when he says, um, "For a woman wert thou first created till nature as she wrought thee fell a doting and by addition of thee defeated," which is. But by adding one thing to my purpose, nothing. Which is basically saying you were supposed to be a woman and then nature just went, eh, we'll give him a bit of dangly bits. <laughs> and and now I'm screwed because it's not okay for a guy to... Well, a, a guy can't do to a other man what you would do to a woman. Yes. So so that your reading of uh, And for a Woman Wert Thou First, create, first Created to be... Uh... He was sort of designed to be a woman because I, I read that as uh, for a woman, as in he was created for a woman, as in to to be with a woman um, till nature and she brought the phalladoting. But then, how do the next three lines work? <sighs> okay, yeah. Especially the by adding one thing to my purpose, nothing, which I at least read as nature thought you you might be a woman, and she went. Well, add a penis, <laughs> and by- which is I might be completely wrong, but that's the impression that I got when I um. Yeah, I I, I can I guess I can see that reading. Uh, I guess, but but by adding one thing to my purpose, nothing, because because of the the penis, I suppose your purpose because your purpose in in that day and age would be to procreate. So by adding yes. one thing, my purpose nothing. My purpose has become nothing because I want you, um, and and I can't. But I, but I can't do. Yeah. It's all it's all very deep. This one. Again, it's just about sex. <laughs> yes, but since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love and thy love's use their treasure. It's quite an interesting. So the the, the first line of that being. Uh, nature has has pricked the out. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that's um, 
as in as in like pimped out but pricked out you've been you like adding on well apparently prick at the time was also a slang for penis yeah so, so to be pricked out would be to to gain a penis i guess <laughs> which is an awesome word you're a one pricked out dude if 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 it was around today that's what it would say um out for women's pleasure so you, you were pricked out for women's pleasure uh mine be thy love and thy love's use their treasure um which is basically saying we can have the platonic love and you, you can make the, the the physical love to women oh and they can enjoy that poor william he did he didn't he didn't know all the things men can do together he needed educating. That's that's what he uh, corrupting Shakespeare <laughs> is brought to you by Mark Chatterley. <laughs> he was rich, wasn't he? That's fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I I wouldn't say that he was unaware of love between men because I mean the the, the Greeks were quite happy to do that, and you would probably have been educated quite a lot with Greek literature and Greek history. Yes. As, as as smart people at the time did, so so so, he, so he would have probably been aware. He was just it it was just wrong in society. You consider it even worse than we we might consider it today. Well, sodomy would as, have been illegal uh, back then. It, it, the law it, would have been in place for it to be illegal with with a church in power and yeah, which which is interesting because I'm I'm fairly sure sodomy comes up in the in the Bible as a, as a way of avoiding getting pregnant. I think that's why it was illegal because you were uh, spilling your seed essentially, which is bad. It, there's a lot of things in the Bible that are, bad. are illegal. It's, I mean, shaving is illegal in the Bible. Just... So God's been very happy this month with November going on. Yeah, probably. That's it's just a Christian um, conspiracy, November. <laughs> That's amazing. That is the best spin of November. All of these people, they, they've become Christian for a month. <laughs> Basically. Well, now that the world is ending, you might as well just d- d- yeah. stop committing sins and, and be This This podcast won't be out. Before, Some yeah. people might not ever hear this podcast. If the Mayans were right, you won't hear this podcast. If you are hearing this podcast, the Mayans weren't right. We survive. Get the champagne out, Mark. We'll celebrate now. We celebrate. I've got, I've got chocolate. I got chocolate liqueurs here. I'll have some of them. You can have the champagne. I've, I mean, I've even, run, I've drank all my tea, so I'm just sitting here on dry. Oh, and but you've, we've survived. The, the. I'll, I'll go to the shop later and buy some champagne. But the problem with that is that our calendar ends at the end of the year. Now, now. I mean, that must mean the world's going to end because isn't that what we've learned from the Mayan calendar? Where, or when calendars that's, end, the world ends? That's that's what makes it so stupid. You just go, no, it's it's like people would go 1999 New Year's Eve means the world is... No, it's just the end of a millennium as is this is an end of an era for the Mayan calendar. Just nothing's going to happen. Absolutely nothing. But they weren't smart be... enough to predict their own downfall, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. why would you have predicted this? They, they made a calendar that went on many, many years after their, <laughs> after their own S- personal Several downfall. millennia after they were... <laughs> yeah, they didn't even get it within like an error range of 100 years. It was <laughs> millennia. Yeah, not fitting. But if something does happen, even if it's like a minor earthquake or a tornado or a storm, oh, it's going to be heralded as true, isn't it? Well, we we had Hurricane Sandy where some people went, it's the end of the world, it's 
bless them. God is already taking revenge for the gays. It's yeah. it's always the gays. It's always it's Sonnet number it's, twenty. It's always doing the gays. It's it also... exactly yeah. We, well, this will probably bring out bring on the end of the world. Us reading Sonnet twenty and going on about anal sex. That just it's disgusting and wrong, and and we deserve earthquakes because of it. That's that's what's happening. Um, let's let's get back to the actual sonnet, I guess. After that little that little detail, <laughs> um, anything else that sort of jumps out at you from from this? I think that that pretty much covers it. Unless we we want to go into the really technical bits and analyze how people think that. I mean, we could look. We could try and find all the uh, the H and E and W's. And... <laughs> that. But I don't think that's why people listen to this podcast. No, and, and uh, to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm sure you could look at some of his other sonnets and go, "Wow, isn't it amazing that the the letters P and 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 O are in every line in this sonnet? That must mean the initials of the person he was writing these to are P and O, and and it just seems more chance than anything you, you, else. You say that, but I actually I. <laughs> I have a table here. Someone has actually counted the average for those letters. Oh, God. Okay. And it's we, we have the letter H is an average of 32.9 across all sonnets and 33 in 20. So it's, it's about the same. The letter E, 59.3 times across all sonnets and 63 times in sonnet 20. W, 12.3 average and 16 in 20. And the letter S, 32.4 average and 40 in 20. Okay. That's... Which apparently is significant because it, because in this one, he doesn't use how, what, when, where, who, or why, which rules out quite a lot of Ws that would push up the average. I still think that's, that's probably reading into a sonnet it's... a bit too much. But then that's what, that's what people do. They will not stop until they've proven that because in literature, you can do that. You can just look for so long until you found the proof that you were looking for. Yes. Yeah, and, and conveniently ignore things that disagree with you. All the other and, things, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and can you really start applying scientific methods to uh, what, at the end of the day, is, is literature, which isn't a scientific discipline? I mean, you would, if you write know, there's, poems, there's, you, you, you I, tend I to be see... very, very careful in what, what words you choose. And Shakespeare would have been, being Shakespeare, he would have been incredibly careful what words he uses and where he places them. And... But, but, but this is just too random. A special and... message in there. Probably not. And, well, uh, maybe there is. We'll, we'll have Dan Brown's grandson write the Shakespeare <laughs> code in 100 years from <laughs> now. And. There'll be lots of running around and antimatter and demons and a yeah, very young, up the Vatican good-looking boy. And... Yeah, it sounds thrilling. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Well, I'll get my tickets now. Um, well, didn't they, they, they did like an action thriller, but it was anonymous. Wasn't that about Shakespeare? Weird secret things going on. Supposedly. I think that was about the fact that Shakespeare didn't write his own stuff, which is... Oh, like, yeah. Because because a lot of people can't accept that he wasn't nobility and nobility couldn't. And, and if you weren't nobility, you couldn't possibly be this clever. And it's just classism, essentially. Um, but then you could say that about, I mean, Enid Blyton knocked out a novel every couple of weeks. And she's, she, she worked as a, uh, not a maid, as a um, looking after children for a while. Oh, uh, what like do you call a those? Or a... 
a nanny? Oh, no, because yeah, sort of like a nanny. Just looking after children, you'd go, it's not smart enough to write a novel, let alone, I don't know how many books she wrote. So you could always come up with that argument. Maybe people will in 500 years from now, they'll just go, Enid Blyton never existed. Yeah, no, no, it couldn't. It was a collection of many people. Oh, it's just... No one could write 20 novels in a year. It's not possible. They weren't exactly big novels, novels, and they weren't exactly deep, though, were they? They weren't deep, but there was a lot to write, and she didn't have computer. There was no cut and paste, no. or copy and paste. She she actually had to write it all out, or use typewriters. I'm not sure which. Uh... Uh, she was a woman. She could probably type. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sexism brought to you by Mark Chatterley. <laughs> Sam, you're usually complaints too. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the contact form on the website. That's fine. Um. <laughs> Let, let's let's hear you read Sonnet Twenty and, and let's wrap this up. I think Sonnet Twenty, a woman's face with nature's own hand painted. Hast thou the master mistress of my passion? A woman's gentle heart, but not acquainted with shifting change as is false women's fashion. An eye more bright than theirs, less false in rolling, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. A man in hue, all hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes and women's souls amazeth. And for a woman wert thou first created, till nature, as she wrought thee, fell a doting, and by addition me of thee defeated, by adding one thing to my purpose nothing. But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love, and thy loves use their treasure. Excellent. That was sonnet number 20, the dirty gay sonnet. Um, <laughs> I've been Mark Chatterley I have been Thierry Hillis and we will see you again next week or, or next time I guess for Summit 21 goodbye Bye. you've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hillis This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.